Hi, friends. Uh, welcome back to Heroes You Should Know, the uh, the big the big silly double nerd show where I talk about historical figures that I think we should know about that we don't for a myriad of reasons, and then I turn them into D and D characters because why not? Uh, this week, I am honored to have our wonderful artist Zakia with me. Hi, buddy. Hello, buddy. How are you? Oh, I'm just peachy keen. How are you? I'm I'm vibing. I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. Um, so basically what's going to happen, I will tell you about this wonderful person that I've researched these, these last couple of weeks. Uh, and then Zakia will tell me what they built for our, our person. And then I will tell you what I built for our person. That's, and that's about it. It's, it's history nerd meets D and D nerd meets happy times, friendship, love. Um, so this week we are going to be doing Josephine Baker, who was an entertainer, a civil rights activist and a spy yes yes she's cool as hell um so you've probably seen josephine baker at some point in your life um if you've ever looked up old pictures of vaudeville you've almost definitely seen her she's uh there's there's a if you've seen the woman in a skirt made of bananas that's josephine baker that's that's like the biggest thing that like that's the biggest picture of her that there that there really is um, she was also the first black woman to star in a major film in 1927, uh, Siren of the Tropics. Um, but before that, she was Frida Josephine McDonald, born in St. Louis, Missouri, June 3rd in 1906. Um, so her family was pretty poor growing up. Her mom took on the laundry. Her stepdad wasn't, wasn't employed. And so by the time she was like eight, she was working as a live-in domestic. And by 12, she dropped out of school and was kind of living on the streets, um, doing odd jobs. Um, and her mom, because her mother and stepfather had three other children. So, you know, she was <laughs> at that ripe old age of 12 in the ni- early 1900s where exactly. she got a job and got out of the house. Getting up there. Yep. <laughs> um, and then a year later, at 13, she was married for the first time, very briefly, to a man named Willie Wells. Um and that marriage began and ended in 1919. I couldn't really find any information on him if he was also an early teenager. It's my only hope. I don't, I don't, I, hopefully he was also a teen who. We will keep hope alive then. Yes. <laughs> um, just two teens in love. But apparently it wasn't a happy marriage as two teens in love are wont to not be. Exactly. Um, and they divorced in that same year. Um at some point while she was living on the streets, she worked as a waitress at the old chauffeur's club and was dancing on street corners to get a little bit extra money. And eventually she was, uh, she joined the Jones family band and they traveled a bunch um, all over the country. Um, and during that time, well, te- yeah, technically during that time, uh, at 15, she had her second husband, yes. um, Willie Baker uh, in 1921. Uh, she left and divorced him in 1925 when her vaudeville troupe got booked in New York City uh, in the midst of the Harlem Renaissance, but she kept his last name for the rest of her career because that was kind of where she was and that was what what she was known for when her career started, so she couldn't very well be like, I'm Josephine Baker. Never mind, I'm Josephine McDonald again. Hello. Um, especially you know, in like the 1920s when we just had newspapers and word of mouth, and so it made sense. Um, 
she and her mom had a pretty strange relationship. Her mom didn't want her to be an entertainer uh, because I read somewhere that her mom was also an entertainer um, who had oh. just like a rough, a rough life, a rough go of it, which. Fair. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's a rough, it's a rough time anytime, but especially as a black woman in the 1920s. <laughs> yeah. right. Um, so in, uh, when she was on Broadway, she was in Broadway, or sorry, when she was in New York City, she was in Broadway reviews, like Shuffle Along with Adelaide Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the vaudeville acts, she was usually the last of the chorus to leave the stage. And so usually they do it in like a goofy, silly way. Like they pretend they forgot the choreography or they'd like break a prop or they'd fall down something ridiculous, like some kind of ridiculous antics. Um, but during the encore, they would come back and have like the correct choreography or even the more complex choreography. So she was, she was kind of like featured because she was like fucking funny and also real good at dancing. And other stuff, but like that was that was mainly what the what the end of the 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 line of the chorus people was for. Um, so she she was doing pretty okay in New York, and then in nineteen twenty five she went to Paris. She said she couldn't stand America anymore, um, which fair. <laughs> um, and she was one of the first Black women to move to Paris alongside uh, Bricktop, who was a jazz singer, dancer, and also a vaudeville performer. So they were. They were breaking into a new country, onto a new scene of entertainment. Um, and she was a, she became a burlesque dancer and toured Europe um, and then returned to Paris in 1926, uh, where she eventually became the most successful American entertainer working in France at the time, which is cool as fuck. Wild. Um, all pe- notable people that she worked worked with can you work with Hemingway, Picasso, or Jean Cocteau? Maybe, maybe not. Also, I'm going to apologize right now for all of my French pronunciations. I took Spanish and Russian. French That's means fine. nothing to me. French <laughs> means nothing to me. <laughs> Silent letters, ways of, no, 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 no. I can read Cyrillic or I can say it phonetically. Those are your choices. That's okay. We'll look at other <laughs> um, Black female performer spies. Russian ones next time. Perfect, thank you. That'll sort of merge the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, she she hooked up with not like hooked up, but like came into contact with Hemingway and Picasso. Um, and she was getting some pretty pretty serious acclaim, uh, especially through the nineteen twenties and early thirties. Uh, she starred in several highly successful European films, including, as we said, Siren of the Tropics, which was the first. Uh, Juju, Zuzu? I think Zuzu. Okay, great. Probably Juju, right? <laughs> yeah. That In America, they definitely said Zuzu, though, so you're fine. Yeah. And then Princess with an E at the end, Tam Tam. Princess A. Princess. Princessy. Princessy. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she was doing pretty well in France. Uh, and then she returned to Broadway in 1936. Uh, for for a revival of the Ziegfeld Follies, but she never really received the acclaim that she did in France. Three guesses why. Um, and there was a pretty brutal New York Times review that kind of left her heartbroken. And she was like, "I'm I'm fucking done. I don't. I'm done with like this American bullshit. 
going back to France where they like me and they care about what I do and that I'm good at things and that I'm amazing. So fuck you. So she left and then she married French industrialist Jean. I'm saying lion because it's spelled lion. I'm sure I'm spelling it wrong. Um, And because of that, she became a French citizen in 1937. So she kind of like gave up American citizenship uh, to become a French citizen with her husband. So cool times, great times. And then naturally World War II happens because it's history. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. September 1939, uh, French had declared war on Germany. And so she got recruited by, recruited by the Doshime Bureau. There's an X in the middle. That made me panic. Sounds good to me. We're going to say that. Uh, So it's basically a French intelligence agency within the military. Yeah. Um, And they called her an honorable correspondent. So what that means is because she was famous and beautiful and charming, she was rubbing shoulders with, you know, like higher up people, um, German, Japanese, Italian government officials, military leaders at like parties and summits or whatever the Axis powers did. I don't entirely know, but they were, they were like traveling around doing douchey shit and she was an entertainer and she was beautiful and charming. So of course she would, it would be really easy for her to, to hear information or like charm something out of someone or just like, and, and, and especially even like, ugh, I'm going to pull, it's the 1930s and forties and she's a woman. They're not going to think that she's smart enough or whatever enough to, you know, be a spy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is their own fault for being assholes. Um, so she, so she, you know, gather all this information without suspicion and then bring it back to the allied forces. Um, so then eventually Germany invades, invades France and Josephine leaves Paris and goes to the Drogenet department. So departments are like counties in France. Uh, so this is in the south of France and she lives in this manor called the Chateau de Milandes. Sounds great. Great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and so she... she is kind of like housing people who want to help the free French and the free French is just basically the government in exile. Like the French, the French leadership has been exiled. They're not really in charge anymore, but Charles de de Gaigues, I'm I'm saying the guys, he's still trying to like lead France from a distance and from, you know, where it's been invaded essentially. Uh, so they're based and set up in London in 1940 and they're organizing resistance from a distance. So he's basically, he in particular has pulled her in and was like, look, I need you to get information from the inside. Um, and just like, keep, keep the people who are trying to keep France alive, like keep them safe. And so that's basically what she does in this giant castle thing. Uh, and it's, this is actually the same castle or manor. There, it goes back and forth when they talk about it. It's the same place where she raised her kids later. So cool. <laughs> oh my God. Like imagine being like an eight-year-old and like, my mom helped people in here. She kept this, them safe from Nazis in here. This is our spy castle. Yes. This is where I live. What? Like, <sighs> that's literally the- just sitting in history. Just sitting there ultimate lie in recess if someone comes up to you and says i live in a spy castle you're like sure 
Sure, Jan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, super cool. She's basically harboring resistance members in her home. Um, and so since she's an entertainer, she has this excuse to travel, this excuse to go to different nations um, and try and, you know, like sow seeds of um, connection. She goes to like neutral nations like Portugal and places in South America. She passes information to England. She's like all over the place and, and they don't think anything of it because she's an, she's just an entertainer. She's just this woman. Um, but she would write her like write notes about whatever intel she found in invisible ink on her sheet music. Which is so cool. Galaxy brain. Like deep spy shit up in there. Like this is how I'm gonna get past them. I have invisible ink on my sheet. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, do you have a do you have an invisible ink plug? Probably not. I I I want to give her the credit of making it, but that is not based on any real fact. No, I mean like if we're gonna believe National Treasure, there was invisible ink like a long, long time ago. <laughs> but that's believing National Treasure as any kind of authority. That's, true. that's a primary resource. So <laughs> you're right, you're right. That was a choice. That was a choice they made. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I don't think she made invisible ink, but I like the idea that she did. I'm gonna say she was the first person to put invisible ink on sheet music. And we can. We can yeah. say that. I, I have the power and I'm going to use it. <laughs> um, so um, in 1941, she's touring the French colonies in Northern Africa, like Monaco. And then she'll like, she'd like go up through Spain to get back into to everything. Uh, and she'd pin Intel like inside her clothes or inside her underwear because she's an entertainer. They're not going to strip search her. Um, and then she'd do, you know, actual shows for British, American, French soldiers who are stationed in like the in the the um, Northern African theater of things. So she was she was actually doing what she was supposed to do, but she was also like doing spy shit from the other side. She was also getting information from allies and taking them back to allies. She was like she was like in a lot of danger, honestly. If you think like if they'd found that on her, it's it's fucking over. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like she was in enough danger and she was like, let me just take this other job that is also yeah. <laughs> like infinitely worse and cut straight to the point. Yeah, a little bit extra. That's, yeah. Not yeah. like extra, like extra, but like a little bit of extra danger is mostly what I don't know. Uh, credit her for being extra as well to take that. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> but she's cool as fuck. <laughs> um, so after the war... She receives a buttload of accolades, like the Croix de Guerre, the Rosette de Resistance. Um, she's made a cavalier or chevalier. I think it's cavalier. A chevalier of Le Legion d'Honneur, cavalier of the Legion of Honor. I'm assuming um, by by the by Charles de Guy, who was the one who inducted her into this. Um, and she's, uh, so after the, after the war, she marries her fourth husband, Joe Bullion. That's what I'm thinking. I think so too. Uh, in 1947. However, what we haven't touched on yet is that she was bisexual as fuck. Yes, she was. She yes, had 
affair well she and she'd have affairs with men and women throughout all of her marriages um i don't really care about the men right now it's fine whatever the women though <laughs> that that could just be you could you could just say that about me at any point though that's an important part of heroes you should know is <laughs> were they gay can we talk about the women yes we're not focused on on women being married to men here i have i have i have oh man the next person i want to talk about is french too shit i gotta learn better french pronunciation anyway anyway so she the notable women that she is she's had affairs with uh there's a french novelist colette there is a blues singer named clara smith there's also ada smith who is bricktop who she moved to paris around the same time so like cross the sea girlfriends who's to say mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not making that assumption but i'm making that assumption yes um and then the another another very cool one who is not confirmed but pretty heavily rumored is frida kahlo yeah. who i will talk about at some point because we love a disabled mexican bisexual woman so mm -hmm. um but we're talking about josephine right now who is such a badass <laughs> i was this okay so here's the thing there was so much fucking information about Josephine Baker. And this is such a bare minimum of her life and all the cool shit she did. Yeah. You can if you are very interested in Josephine Baker, which I you should be. I've spent so long reading about her and I want to read more. You can you can literally just search her name in Google and then just read for days and days and still not feel like you know everything. And it's exactly. amazing. Or, oh, my other favorite thing, my other favorite thing, you can just, you can just go on YouTube. You can see her dance. You can watch this woman yes. dance and sing and act and talk about like civil rights issues. Like from the 19, early 1900s, this, we haven't had this with our other people, but like. Yeah, that's true. That you can just go like, here's, here's fucking Joseph. Look at her, go see her. Like, I mean, not go see her, but go see her. <laughs> you could go visit her grave if you want to, but like, not right now. We're in a pandemic. That's true. Stay home. Outside of the paragraph, we can go. Yes, exactly. Uh, sorry, I got a little off track there, getting emotional about hearing her sing. Her voice yeah. is so nice. It's I have, so like... I have notes about her voice. We're going to talk about her voice. Yes, it's good. It's like good. lilting and warbling and beautiful. Mm, I love it. Yes. Anyway, we'll talk. We'll talk about her voice in a minute. Yeah, I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we can we can talk about her singing all the time. I have so many more notes to talk about. Anyway, so after the war, she's like bolstered, and she starts starts like going big with like song choices and like like get like feeling herself. And then also she starts covering like more serious subject matter, um, especially because like the civil rights movement is is moving on up and being a thing. Um, so in 1951, she's invited back to the U.S. Um, to perform all over and one way she starts kind of like using her power which is super cool uh is to she wouldn't perform in uh in audiences that weren't that were segregated so, yes yeah so she wouldn't she would she was like you have to have an integrated audience or i'm not coming and like there there's a specific club in miami that was like we will give you ten thousand dollars she's like nope fucking fucking desegregate it do it now and they fucking did incredible so she travels around like she does this national tour all over like in the south and in vegas and shit like that and and they do it because it's fucking josephine baker they're like yeah okay yeah we can have integrated audiences absolutely she just 
she just the power i love like she like she knows what they want from her and she can be like yeah okay do what i want first though yes i love her yes powerful um along this road there's like a big old like there's a big old stinkaroo in new york because there's a club that she oh man i should have written this down more specifically um basically there's like a club in new york that she's going to perform at and it's like a restaurant and a club and they're they're being more reticent about integration and like making it accessible to everyone and grace kelly is there princess grace kelly is there and and she hears them being like shit asses to her and she's like goodbye i'm never coming back i'm fucking grace kelly you'll never see me in this establishment again she doesn't stick to it she goes back with her husband the prince like four years later but like just once i think but still like girl (laughs) stick stick to your guns god damn it so close i know i know um but so so she's like she's been she's been super vocal about civil rights issues in the u.s she's bros with grace kelly now and grace kelly is like sort of standing with her um and then there's like a like a pretty big pushback in the in the media print in print it's just print right now um (laughs) that she like just about her and like it's really it's really terribly racist and uh there's insinuations of her being a communist and as a result of it her work visa gets terminated and she gets sent back to france which is fucking wild uh before that though she was uh one of the only women to speak at the march on washington with dr king uh she worked with the naacp uh Fun fact, May 20th is Josephine Baker Day. So hey. uh, on 420, no, 520. 520. <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> so close. So close. <laughs> math, math, math. <laughs> on 520, celebrate Josephine Baker. Listen to some music. Go watch her do cool shit. Listen to her talk. Listen to her speech at, at, the, at the March on Washington. It's fucking good. Um, Become a then, spy. Yeah. Be- Sorry. Do it infiltrate for something for someone do it (laughs) pin information inside your underwear and wear it around (laughs) do it (laughs) that's festive i like that that's how you celebrate josephine baker it's not do more do better things than pinning things inside your underwear anyway um so after the death of dr king coretta scott king flies to netherlands and asks josephine baker to become like the new face of the civil rights movement um and she considers it she thinks about it for a few days and then ends up eventually saying no um that she doesn't want her children to lose their mother at such an early age because she had 12 of them yeah 12 little babies um so back in the 40s she had a bunch of miscarriages uh the last of which resulted in a pretty serious infection that required a hysterectomy but the infections all got worse and she was at one point here's the thing at one point while she was touring being a spy and like doing resistance shit she was also septic. She had a fucking sepsis. And she was still going around doing this shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. You can't even all muscle memory at that point. Because you're not going to remember the show. You're not going to hear anything. No. Probably fevered out of her fucking mind. And still. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, so she's, you know, she's septic, she's gathering information. Obviously, she gets better. Um, um, So after that, she decides to adopt 
not one, not two, but 12 children, uh, two daughters and 10 sons, which, why is that the ratio? My God. <laughs> I, don't I have, I have two brothers and I'm like, that's, that's enough. That's plenty. I love, I love my brothers, but that's, that's plenty. You don't uh, want 10 more? No, thank you. <laughs> um, so she refers to this as her rainbow tribe. Uh, this is basically to prove that people from any background, religion, race, ethnicity, whatever, can still like come together, love each other, and be family, be brothers. Um, and that's like that's that's she has, and and she raises them all differently. She she had one kid that she raised Muslim. She had one kid that she raised Roman Catholic. She had one kid that she raised. I think she raised one of them agnostic. Like she, like she kind of ran the gamut of like I languages mean, and everything. Yeah. If you've been to all of those places where those kids are from, might as Mama. well. Yeah. If we're still going on tour, just bring them. We'll just hit everyone's hometown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just sweep in, check in. Man. So yeah, that was like, I also, how do you, how do you, first of all, I, I don't like, how do you raise 12 kids in different religions because they're i mean they're all living in the same house there are different holy days there are different like practices there are different traditions bring your own religion like i'm gonna try to remember your holy days but that's your responsibility <laughs> like you're old are. enough now you remember this you're six years old remember your holy days <laughs> here's the notebook Go right ahead. we'll put like a chart Oh, you know there's a chart in the kitchen. Good old chart, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she has like a cheat sheet. She's like, okay, Timmy is Hindu. Great. Yes. And you know there's like a decent staff that you yeah. can distribute the lore. Not lore, because it's real. <laughs> 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 yes. Yes. Yeah. The facts, the, too. That's, that's just wild to me. Like, being a parent. Being a parent's a lot. And then on top of that, remembering like 12 different religions for your kids. Next <laughs> so, level. Um, so later in life, unfortunately, she falls on hard times due to unpaid debts. And she loses her, her spy castle, unfortunately. But Grace Kelly uh, helps her out, gives her an apartment in Monaco. Um, because she is the princess consort of Monaco and she can do that. She can just be like, here you go. This is yours. I say so because I'm the fucking princess. <laughs> Sure. wild that's girl power yeah <laughs> power of friendship <laughs> um anyway uh, so yeah she's hanging out in monaco but she's still you know performing and traveling and doing things um and in that kind of time period she's divorced her fourth husband uh, and she becomes involved with art artist uh robert brady but they never get married they're just kind of like lovers on the side Mm -hmm. Is that a thing you say? I don't know. I don't know why I said lovers on the side like that. That was a weird thing to say. Is that like a I, vernacular of anyone anywhere? Or did I just say I it? Think so, but it is now. That's her lover on the side. Oh, you no. go to the courthouse and you file the paperwork. <laughs> but this never. is my lover on the side. Oh, why do I say words sometimes? I hate it's, it. It's real now, Leg. Embrace it. <laughs> It's not even on the side. She's divorced. It's not. But on I the think, side now. I think I meant to say like just like chill, like lover, like chill lovers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking myself into a deeper hole of massive chill lovers. Sense. Yeah. Chill lovers. I like chill lovers better than lover on the side. Like lover on the side 
insinuates that it's some, like there's someone there's, else. There's, yeah, that there's a, a lover in the front. Yeah. <laughs> and now we move past that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. 1973. Uh, she is invited to perform at Carnegie Hall. So the last time she was in the U.S., it was like late 50s, early 60s. It was, you know, ten, like shit was rough. Um, and so she's, you know, she said she was really nervous about going due to outspoken, how outspoken she was about the civil rights movement and how terrible her reception had been, you know, before, right before she left. Um, and the fact that she was getting, you know, she was getting older as a performer. She was closing in on 70. Yeah. Um, she's, you know, she's been performing for literally her entire life that's got to wear on your body and on your mind um so she's you know she's she's got a lot of like nerves but she goes and apparently when she went on stage before anything happened she didn't speak she didn't sing she didn't dance she didn't do anything she had like a standing ovation which i think is just nice like everyone was just happy to see her sweet i know (laughs) and you're not expecting it yeah that's crying you're crying already oh yeah i like i almost cried reading it i was like oh okay (laughs) good (laughs) all of that thank you (laughs) um so she performs she keeps performing her entire life um right up until april 8th 1975 this is her last performance and it is a retrospective review in paris to celebrate her being in show business for or publicly being in show business for 50 years um so the show is is financed by prince rainier and princess grace kelly of monaco and jackie o randomly sure and sure super cool great she should she should get all of the support she needs for this show hell yeah uh so opening night was huge like so huge that they had to pull out fold out chairs and like set them wherever they could i'm sure they broke fire codes because it was the 70s no one gave a shit yep yep um and some of the notable people in attendance, Liza Minnelli, Diana Ross, Shirley Bassey, Sophia Loren, uh, and Mick Jagger. <laughs> they were all like, fuck yeah, this is Josephine Baker. We're going in. Let's go, fam. Um, so she had this wonderful performance. The reviews are rave. Like, they're all just enamored of her because she's incredible. And, you know, she's, what, 60... She's almost 69. Nice. Nice. Um, so like the, the, the reviews are just glowing. Um, unfortunately, four days later, she was found in her hotel room in a coma. She had a cere- cerebral hemorrhage. And on April 12th, 1975, she passed away. Um, her son, Jean-Claude, I think he's one of her older sons, wrote and published her biography, Josephine the Hungry Heart, in 1993 um where he you know he talked about it i think from his perspective but also like perspective the perspective of knowing her um he said that like the like the thing like she wanted like the acceptance but she also like wanted to move stuff forward so with like the rainbow tribe before they lost the castle she would like invite people to come and like there'd be like a mission fee or something and they'd mm-hmm. like just watch the kids play and like see them all interact and just like be good to each other i guess and so like, he was like, that was, he was like, he was, he was kind of torn about it. Cause he knew like where she was coming from, but he was also like, we were kids and it's a lot like, we just wanted to be kids. We didn't want like that responsibility on us. 
so it was a whole it was a whole thing but like the way they talk about her was just like very lovely and like good mom vibes so yeah that's 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 our that's our girl i love that yeah i love that okay she's so cool do you want to talk about her voice now yes let's talk about her okay okay so i have i have i watched a documentary today because it was like i want to i want to beef this up which only made it harder and i understand like limiting the notes was for our benefit because there's so many things about her like you said it's impossible to build We'd including every hours we would be here for hours if i wanted to talk about everything yes and you told me that and i was like great let me get more information to confuse myself <laughs> but <laughs> i heard i love it like the french the, the french academics and the british academics have tried to say everything about the way that she dances and the way that she sings apart from saying the phrase good vibes which i'm glad that this year happened because yeah. now they can say it and it's legitimate but they were like literally they were like she's not a technically trained singer mm -hmm. she french is obviously not her first language but even like she can sing in french and, and it's sounds good amazing yeah but did she give a damn about French diction? No, which is why I'm like, why should we? But she said it, it sounded good and it felt good to hear. And that was enough. Yes. And that was it. And I was like, the, you could never like so much. I don't, it feels like that feels like such a classic era, which is such a 2021 perspective, but right. for people to really be like, it doesn't really matter if she sings the right words yeah, or if we can even understand her. Right. I just want to hear her sing. Yeah. And like, yeah. if we're feeling that, from like secondhand, thirdhand recordings, you know, more than a, almost a hundred years later. Yes. How how did that have to feel like sitting in her presence and hearing her like, it was, I don't even like have the right words for it. Cause it's not, it, like you said, it's not technically- She correct. had this, it's like, yeah. It's, it's just like, like little, yeah. It's just like little technic, like baby vibrato thing. Yeah. It's like, like wind chimes i don't know what it is it's a, it's beautiful wind chimes yeah that's a good word for it it's like it's like floaty wind chimes yes that are just like it's like lilting but like also like commanding a little bit i don't it's strong like yeah you don't get lost but it's yeah, yeah she's incredible yeah it's it's like it's like it's not a style i've heard anywhere else exactly it's very it's very particular her and hearing her like hearing her speak it makes sense that she sounds like that when she sings yeah it's super yeah. cool yeah but also her her dancing's kind of like that too like there was this, i can't remember her name but it was a a, a woman who writes about dancing mm -hmm. about how important like classical dance was at that point and how she again didn't give a damn um and like there was this emphasis on like posture and, and height and length. And every time she danced, I mean, it was also in style for like the kind of dancing it was during the Harlem Renaissance. Right. So a lot of melanated people were dancing like this, but she was dancing like this in white spaces and getting paid and living and winning. Yes. Like the whole point, every, every move she did was like, I, I see your classical dancing and it's not hitting for me. That's not right. it. That's not what I want tonight for all of us. Yeah. So good. So like, playful. I don't wanna I don't wanna be like, it's like it's just a vibe, just to be like, it's a vibe, but it it kind of is. It's like it's not even like there's yeah. not a good just like there's not a good enough descriptor for it. It just 
it's like the embodiment of what it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know, I know what it is when I see it and I've seen it and that's what it is. Yeah, like there's, that's it. (laughs) People that are watching this, please, please go watch her do things. It's, it's such, it's like a warm feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's so cool. I, 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 I just get like caught up in that same idea of what must that have been like to just like watch this in real time. Yeah. She just, just she just, nailed it she she nailed it that's it <laughs> i want to so would you would you like to like to like to give us your your josephine baker oh. build yes okay <laughs> i gave myself the absurd challenge of no bards i i um i started there and then i was like no I, but i want a bard i want a bard <laughs> It's really hard. Light regrets, but no regrets. Here we go. So of course she's a human, um, and I made her um, a monk. <gasps> the the way of the drunken master, but yes. replace drunken with dancing. Yeah. But also drunken could still work. And I yeah. um, to level six, and I made her a rogue mastermind to level three. And I just gave her a point in sorcerer, just one level in sorcerer, because I want her to have magic. She needs yeah. to have magic. She does. Um, yeah. So I really, I don't. I think Josephine Baker succeeds without weapons. She doesn't need weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she works up a sweat unless she's on stage or at a party and it's performing. Right. That being said, I did give her a little pistol. <laughs> oh, I love that. Named Pony after the position in the chorus line that she was in. Because <laughs> yes. it's like the last girl in the line. Mm-hmm. It's a last resort. She has Pony if she needs it. Um, but it does do 1d10 piercing damage. So Pony's there with her. Um, I think her fighting style, it looks exactly like how she dances. Or it's incredibly subtle. Like she's literally entertaining at a party and you realize that you've been shot. And you don't know how yeah. that happened. Just but she's called by her. Yes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And then, like, the room is spinning and you're gone. That's her. Yes. Um, oh, well, let me... I have uh, the actual... What are... What did you... What what what, uh, what did her stats end up like? Okay. Yes, that was Cause that's tricky. Because that's... Yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be wild. So, from the top, we're going to, of course, give her charisma. Um, with a 17. Mm-hmm. We're going to have 14 for dex. Yep. 14 for wisdom, nice. 13 for strength. She doesn't need to be strong, but she can certainly like, because she can dance her ass off. That force is incredible. Oh, yeah. um, we're going to give her 10 intelligence. I don't know. I know she's super fucking smart. And uh, constitution nine. Mm-hmm. That's technically average constitution, but that's not super vital. Right. Other than maybe she needs to hold her liquor. But I think a nine con she'll be all right yeah um oh sorry charisma is 18 because i gave her the actor feet yeah nice yes um let's see what else is Uh, there what about like big what are her big like skill proficiencies what are like her her ones that are yes yes um i have like four windows sorry one second You're you're good okay um she has like insane i broke D&D Beyond when I was making this character sheet. <laughs> this is not it's not a smart character to play, but it's great. 
No, um, yeah, that's, so that's, I, we're not making smart characters here. We're making historically accurate characters here. Exactly. Her highest skills are performance and acrobatics yeah. um, with a plus 11 to performance and a plus 10 to acrobatics. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Um, but I really, I wanted to give her, uh, obviously those two, mm-hmm. um, high insight, high deception, high sleight of hand, constantly thinking about fitting notes in your underwear and what checks have to be made for that when you're going through the airport. Um, She has a pretty decent investigation. Um, Mm -hmm. What else is there? Yeah, because those levels in Rogue have to give her some shit, like some good shit. That's, honestly, I picked Mastermind in Rogue only for, like, okay, so when you choose this archetype at third level, so you gain, nope, that's it. I mean, she does have proficiency with a disguise kit and a forgery kit. Mm -hmm. But she really only always shows up as herself. I don't think she has to pretend to be other people. Like, right. that's how she gets in. Yeah. Um, but she also gets a help action as a mastermind, which is helpful. Yes. Um, I I don't know. Like, a lot of these, of course, because D&D is like a combat-based game, a lot of these make sense if there's someone else she's fighting with. But there was a, a remark about how most of her career, she was not necessarily literally alone, but she really only had to worry about defending herself. Yeah. Like all of her partners were really like, because she wanted to have fun with them, but it wasn't like she was responsible for them. They could hold their own. Yeah. So that, but. You good? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. What else about Rogue? Yeah, no, I think that's it. Cause it's only level three. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, you said you gave her the actor feat. Did you just do ASI for her other one, or did you? Or no, I guess you couldn't have done another ASI because because she's three and one. Yeah. Well, did I? No. Oh no. Okay. So she does have an ability score improvement because okay. of her monk score, right. and I gave it to Dex and Charisma. Makes sense. Because I want them to be in the sky. Hell yeah. Um, I gave. Oh yeah, she's an aberrant mind sorcerer. Again, I chucked it her way because she deserves magic but also oh yes that's right okay so there was a a line in the documentary i watched about how important it was that she we're gonna get again it's gonna get real nerdy history here again do it do it that's what (laughs) that she one of the things that made her so freaking successful was that she embodied this like french man's ideal of the black woman because colonialism Yes. that's happening and she's this incredibly beautiful woman but she's also like like literate in european culture can dance her ass off is very polite except when she doesn't want to be so it was like this fantasy that she was embodying right which she could not have done on accident like she was all of her decisions oh yeah so like if we're gonna give her a sorceress origin it's gonna be about like psionic shit i yeah. think because Double consciousness is real. And this is the time where it's being written about. So, <laughs> have her in mind. No, um, that totally makes sense. Because she, like, that was an accident. Like, she was fully aware of, like, what they were going to think of her and what they were going to, like, what box they were going to put her in or whatever. And she was like, okay, that's fine, but I'm going to use it against you. Like, exactly. she, like, the, the the mentality that had to come from, like, okay, I know that, like, I know where this is going. I now know how to, like, divert them. Which is exactly yeah yeah even though like i mean because people kind of get at her for doing stereotypical shit but also again 
1920s. Yeah. So Didn't like, really have a choice. Yeah. Like she has to like find where her, yeah, like where, she can, where she can like take those, those like, like turns away from it, you know? Yes. And even when she did do it, she did it laughing. Yeah. Like she was making fun of it the whole time, which is like, that's why, that's what I was like, she's playing 4D chess. So we're yes. going to give her that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but with that comes a couple of spells. Uh, I mean, some of them are just like practical dancing lights, minor illusion, right. message, and mending. That's just some costumes. <laughs> That's yeah, just exactly. costumes. <laughs> that was why I gave her mending too. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we gave, um, I gave her absorb elements and featherfall, which was honestly just a play on words because one of the performances that essentially launched her into fame in France was the one where she appeared on stage with nothing but a pink feather. And that was the first time she'd what? ever done that. Yes. And everyone, literally the world lost their shit. Like France was like, hell yeah. And the United <laughs> States was like, oh, <laughs> it was so good. So good. The pink feather is going to come back because I gave her two magical items. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Before we get to magical items, I gave her, of course, the entertainer background. Mm -hmm. So we get that acrobatics and performance proficiency. Yes. Um, also, she has favor and an admirer, which is literally everyone but Grace Kelly. It's Grace Kelly. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I gave her an amulet of proof against detection and location because Ooh. mind your business. And um, I gave her, essentially, it's the the like brace, bracers of defense, but it's a pink feather of defense. And it gives her plus two to AC Hell. while she's wearing no armor and no shield. And then she had no clothes. So, of course, it's going to work. That's a, yes. <laughs> That's such a good way to frame it. I love it so much. Yeah. So there's like there's little there's little bits into that, but that's essentially my build. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's She's, so good, dude. <laughs> the pink feather. I I'm gonna use that for me private, like in my yes. games. Yes. But okay, go ahead. Where are you at? Okay. All right. We had we had a similar idea with sorcery. And psionic shit. I, uh, psionic, psionic sorcery. Yeah. Uh, psionic soul. Um, yeah. And, and then I, 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 I caved and gave Vard. Um, I, I was like, I, at one point I had 15 tabs open on my computer that were just different subclasses. Dude, yes. And I was like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I had like a warlock one. I had a paladin. I had like four for paladin. I had a few for, I think I had a cleric one in there. Yeah. No, 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 no. And then I was like, mm, but Bard works. So I gave her uh, six in Psyonic Soul and mm -hmm. four in Bard uh, Glamour. Mm -hmm. yes. um, so obviously she also has entertainer background. Uh, her charisma is 18. Wisdom's 15. Intelligence is 13. Con I gave her constitution 11. Um, just because like she, she fought off sepsis, man. She That's bought true. us sepsis <laughs> and kept being a fucking spy. Like that takes a little extra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dexterity's fourteen, and then I dumped strength. I don't. I had I mean, to dump one. Of them and if it, you're, yeah, she's all right. She'll be all right. It, it was between con and con and strength, and the only reason I didn't didn't dump con was because sepsis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're fine. <laughs> Um, so I also gave her inspiring leader, 
yes. Yeah. Because that, I just, it, yes, it fits. Um, so inspiring leader, so she can give people like extra temporary hit points. Um, and then because of, um, bard she gets expertise mm-hmm. and so she, uh, she can double the proficiency on two of her skills so i doubled performance and persuasion so they are at plus 12 <laughs> stupid she'll be fine um and then her acrobatics is plus six her deception is plus eight and her insights plus six as well mm-hmm. um so um she has with the disguise kit i kind of took that as like she could disguise like where her information was or like even just disguise her like disguise her as a different version of herself yes um i gave her common and elvish because elvish seems like a snooty language correct um and then so so the the entertainer background said i could have an uh an instrument but I decided instead of that, I was going to give her proficiency with an alchemist kit because spy shit. Like, you kind of have to know how to, how to, how to like deal with invisible. You have to be able to, you should be able to make invisible ink. Then you have to be able to unvisible yes. the invisible ink. Mm-hmm. So that, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then her arcane for, for the book. Oh, strike it. Her arcane focus. Uh, it's her sheet music. Yes. Because um, that's where all the secrets are kept. Um, because she's a sorcerer, she gets meta magic. So I gave her twinned spell and subtle spell. Mm-hmm. Because spy shit. Um, she gets weapons, but like you said, she doesn't She doesn't need physical weapons. Um, but I gave her a club and, and then she got daggers. But I gave her the club because I, I like the idea of her having, you know how like an old vaudeville, they'd have like a cane. Yes. It's a it's a cane that like when you swing yes. it like gets into like club shape and then like shrinks back. Hell yeah! I would. Uh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Such a good visual. Yeah. <laughs> this is all. There's a lot of editorializing in here. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um. So, so with the psionic soul, she gets psionic talent, mm-hmm. which means she can roll. Um. I'm still trying to figure this one out. I like she she has this like wellspring of psionic energy and power within herself um, that kind of ebbs and flows when she channels it in various ways. So she can make a psionic discovery, um, which is to like if she if she as, this is like in game if she wants to like sit and meditate for ten minutes, she can cast a sorcerer spell that she doesn't necessarily know, but like is if it's a divination or an enchantment spell, she can just cast it, which could be very useful yeah on the fly yeah the minutes before she goes on stage she like oh yes like reorganize she's like okay i don't need this spell today but i can't get rid of it so i'm just gonna think about this other one and then i can do it <laughs> exactly um oh psychic sorcery which works for her so well so she so she uses this um this like psionic die and um when when she uses it the the spell requires no verbal components and if you roll the roll the level of the spell or higher on your psionic die it doesn't need somatic or material components so she could literally just like exude it fair fair totally and it totally works for like her style of like dancing and singing and everything it just like it happens 
those. Yeah, it just happens because it's mm. her. Um, and then telepathic speech, which would be very useful if you are a spy, yes. get information or give information. Um, she also gets psychic strike, which means she can um, channel her energy into um, like if she uses a sorcery spell, um, she can roll a psychic talent die mm-hmm. and also deal um, psychic sorry, deal that much psychic damage to that person on top of whatever damage she's already dealt. So super cool, super powerful. Um, And then for College of Glamour, she didn't get much because it's only fourth level. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she can, um, so like uh, there's Mantle of Inspiration, which basically says that she can give herself this like incredible appearance, which now I think should tie back to the pink feather because <laughs> hell yes. Um, and so creatures, she can pick any number of creatures that can see her within 60 feet um, up to the number equal to the charisma modifier. Uh, they get five temporary hit points um, and they can immediately use a reaction to move like they're like to move somewhere else. So yeah. she's like kind of inspiring them with her existence. That is fair. Is amazing. And yeah. then she also has an enthralling performance, which mm-hmm. means that she um, it's the same, like the same thing, the same number of people, they have to roll on a wisdom saving throw or they have to be charmed by her. Uh, and while she, they're charmed, they idolize her, they speak glowingly of you to anyone in the room, uh, hinders anyone who opposes you, uh, avoiding violence unless it's uh, already inclined to fight on your behalf. And it lasts for an hour. Perfect. It's just perfect for spy shit. (laughs) And like other stuff too, but like spy shit in particular. Um yeah, so those are her like really cool traits that she gets from from her classes. Obviously she gets jack of all trades, song of rest, all that good stuff. Um meta magic, sorcery points, all of that hullabaloo. Um so she's got a fuck ton of cantrips and she knows seven bard spells and seven sorcerer spells because that's what happens when you double class magic what's up yes yes, um, yes, yes. the usual like you said dancing lights friends message mending mm-hmm. uh, i gave her mage hand so that yeah easy easy to pass information easy to get information uh minor illusion illusion i thought would be cool to like have just like as i mean like can you imagine like a vaudeville dancer that has minor illusion and you can just like create whatever you want mm. uh press digitation all that good stuff uh i gave her heroism tasha's hideous laughter charm person um comprehend languages i wanted to give her a little bit of a little bit of like power if she needed it so i gave her witch bolt because i think witch bolt's like <laughs> a, a, like a really good particular fuck you yes um chaos bolt because i like chaos um and then, she, and then also because she she's real she's real she has no armor in mind she's real squishy and i want to keep her safe yeah. exactly um also enthrall skyrite calm emotions um hold person and then i i, I took mind spike crowd of madness and phantasmal force just because it fits really well with like the psionic stuff um yeah. And then the last one, the last one I took, 
uh, was Thunderstep. Because mm-hmm. can you imagine mm-hmm. having a dance that ends in a fucking Thunderstep? He's so good. Right? So good. Especially because some of those shows have like, like 20 girls on stage. Right. Yeah. And then to be the yeah. pony and then thunderstep your way off. And it doesn't even matter if it's like it's while she's doing the like she's a bad dancer act or she has her life together. Either one to have a thunderstep. Powerful. Like what an what a closer. Yes. Oh. Like shatter all the light bulbs and the fixtures. The lighting the people are like pissed, but they don't care because it was so cool. Right. Because everyone had to make a wisdom saving throw earlier. And they were like, oh, well, we can replace the lights. This is amazing. <laughs> As they should, because ending a show on a thunderstep is a mood. And I want it. <laughs> this makes me want to play a bard, and I've never wanted to play a bard. That's incredible. Way to go, Josephine. I know. Miss <laughs> Baker. High, chariz- high charisma scares me. Um, I-, I had a few ideas of different... Um, we call it magical items you should get mm-hmm. um obviously like pearls of power spell slot rings the obvious just because yes. she she deserves all the spell slots and all the power because she should have it yes um her wand her, I, I was also thinking that the the club vaudeville cane could also double as like a wand as an arcane focus if we didn't like the idea of the sheet music double it up there uh a cloak of many fashions i thought would be super useful for just costuming um yes. but also yes. to like change like her appearance around specific people or like you know she had her military uniform but she also had like her her lovely like costumes for shows it'd be it would it'd just be nice if they were all in one place <laughs> um <It would. laughs> the perfume would be bewitching because hella charisma mm-hmm. uh and then a wand of smiles and because because wand of smiles was fun and then a wand of conducting which i thought would be cool if she could just she doesn't even need a band she doesn't need anyone she's just like i'm here here's this fucking music and i'm singing to it that's so good to just randomly start conducting yeah i'm yeah that's brilliant so lots of lots of fun things like very support but also like doesn't need anyone yeah yeah um and yeah that's Oh yeah, her she she gets inspiration. It's a D six, but that's yes. you know class part stuff. Um, but that's that's about that's about it for my build on her. I so good. I was I I I hemmed and hawed about her build so long. She was almost a swashbuckler rogue. That's how weird we were getting. No, I love it. I, I want it dexterity and agility it was like pirate josephine baker but we're here you could you could could say that spies are land pirates we're gonna say it now spies are land pirates should you say it maybe not i already did though so we're here that's a fact that's correct (laughs) yes Oh man, thank you so much for joining me today, my friend. This was so fun. Um, Amazing. I'm going to extend to you the same offer I've extended to Eli and Caleb. If you ever have a person that you like are super passionate about talking about, 
please let me know. We can switch places. You can run this this nerdy show for for an, for an episode. Um, I would love to hear anyone you want to talk about if you ever come up with anyone. Um, yeah. Is there anything you want to like plug or talk about or mention or anything like that personally? Because you're the coolest and you Zaki makes all of our art. <laughs> if you didn't know, you should know by now because I don't shut up about it. Um, um, I can't think of anything other than, yeah, I mean, obviously Ashoka's coming out yes, yes, Friday. Yes. Oh, so soon. Oh, so which is excited. a wild sentence to say. Um, yes. Oh, uh, I'm going to be on a charity stream on Saturday. Yes. Uh, what is so it? Tell us what it is. It, it's, uh, boy, it's it's Nat 20 Productions. They're, they're doing, uh, they play uh, Pathfinder 2E, oh, the nice. wonderful people. Um, but they are running a Women's Day charity one-shot in noon on Saturday. Just check them out. They're posting about it, and all the information is accurate, way more accurate than me right now. But that's it. Yes, uh, for sure, check out Zakia and our friends at Natural... Is it Nat20? It's not Natural20. <laughs> it's the automatic, like, Natural20. No. Yes. Our friends at Nat20, um, yes. and their charity stream, that's going to be super exciting. Uh, check out Ashoka. Check out yes. uh, Zakia's art um because it's fucking good and i lose my mind every time you show me new art and i cry a lot um yeah um aaron's gonna be playing video games again on monday that's right check that out uh caleb is taking over where i left off on iron sworn mm -hmm. um yeah those are all the things those are all the things thank you guys so much for joining us for this double nerdy adventure once again I'll be back in a couple weeks with another person. I have a few in mind. Uh, but if you want to drop suggestions in chat of people you'd like to see covered, please, please do. And I will I'll add them to the ever-growing list. Um, thanks so much. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>